Hola mi gente, what up my people, my name is Pastor Rich Colon, I'm the lead pastor here at Santos Church, broadcasting to you live from Southwest Detroit, Michigan. Wherever you're listening from, I'm glad that you are listening. This podcast is meant to do one of two things, and that is either bring you our message content or it's content that we thought would enrich our message content. We'll have more information at the end of this episode on how you can get connected with us either in person, online, or on social media. But for now, thanks for listening to this podcast. Gracias para escuchando esto podcast. And let's get into it. Vamos. So today, mi gente, we are jumping into a brand new series. We are calling this series, Welcome to the Cookout. Welcome to the Cookout. And I want to start this off with just a really easy, simple question for you guys. Have you ever been to a cookout? I would like to assume that most people probably have been to a cookout, but I also don't want to make any assumptions. But I don't just mean like a cookout, like you showed up to, you know, maybe somebody's house and they they did a couple burgers, a couple dogs. I mean, like, have you been to a cookout cookout? I'm talking summertime, music playing, people talking, people laughing, kids running around. There's something hot on the grill. There's something cold and refreshing in the cooler. Maybe some people's tios and tias are slapping some dominoes on the table. Maybe there's some cornhole going on, depending on where you're at. I'm talking about a cookout cookout. If you've been to one, then you know that there's something very sacred about a cookout. People just being together, being in community, having fun. The spirits are high. Everybody's generally like laid back, just looking to just relax, connect with each other, eat some good food, you know, do some things, make some memories, enjoy the weather, whatever it is. Cookouts are sacred. I love cookouts. And one of the things that I, one of the things that I actually love most about cookouts is if you do it right, everybody has to bring something, right? If you do it right, everybody has the opportunity to showcase maybe it's their best dish that they can cook. Maybe it's their favorite dish to prepare for people. Maybe it's a special dish where the the recipe is handed down from generation to generation in the family, right? Maybe it's a secret barbecue recipe. Maybe it's their macaroni and cheese. Maybe it's a, a vegetable casserole. Maybe it's some, some fried chicken. Maybe, maybe it's some plantano. Right? Maybe it's some acapuria. Maybe it's, uh, I, I don't know, but for me, para me, it's preparing my empanadas. I love making empanadas for people. Um, I, just, I just love it. That to me is my favorite thing to bring to a cookout. And today we're actually talking about that. What do you bring to the cookout? Welcome to the cookout. Week number one question is what do you bring to the cookout? Now, if you know, you're listening and you're kind of getting ahead of the game, then you're probably already assuming that I'm not talking about a cookout per se. What I love about cookouts is that I love that everybody has a chance to bring something to the table. And we're actually calling this series Welcome to the Cookout because we want to highlight an important truth that is given to us directly from Scripture. And we're not talking about a cookout where everybody's literally hanging out. Those are sacred. Those are beautiful. We look forward to those. But, but we're talking about this cookout metaphorically called life, right? And, and, and in life, we all have something that we have the opportunity to bring to the table with us. We all have, have something, a dish that only we can provide 
that we are supposed to bring to the table of life and to share. We all have gifts and we all have talents. In this series, Welcome to the Cookout, we are talking about spiritual gifts and talents that we have because we all have them. Sadly, many, many people never take the time to really discover or dig in to their God-given, Holy Spirit-empowered gifts. In scripture, like I said, these are referred to as spiritual gifts. And maybe you've heard of them, maybe you haven't, maybe you've loosely heard the term, or maybe you've been going to church just long enough to, to think that a spiritual gift is like a almost like a pseudo superpower that a pastor has or a worship leader has, or people that have like a lot of patience to be able to deal with children and kids church have, right? Maybe it's only a select few that embody what it is to have a spiritual gift, but what I want to tell you today is that the truth is we all have gifts. And what we're about to find out today, when we ask ourselves, what do we bring to the table? What do you bring to the cookout? What we're going to find out is that every spiritual gift is, is vital, vital, not just to other people. We'll talk about that through the course of this series, but it's actually vital to us and our discovery of who we are, of who we were created to be and what God has called us to do. It is vitally important to who we are as people to discover and to dig into what we are gifted to do, what we are blessed with and talented with to do. God has hardwired us a certain way with these gifts because God wants us to bring them to the table. God has literally given us this internal recipe for a dish that only you can provide, only I can provide. And the beautiful part about it is that it's on us and only us to bring that dish to the table. Nobody else can prepare this recipe but you. And so the question today is, what do we bring to the cookout? They're all important. Every dish, every gift is very important. But I want to share with you today from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 11. I want to, I want to share with you today something out of Scripture about the Holy Spirit in direct reference and direct relationship to our giftings. And so if you're able to bookmark this, pull up your app, you know the drill by now, uh, open your Bible, flip to it, highlight it, dog ear the page, whatever you want to do. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 11 is what we're going to be reading. So check this out. Starting in verse 4, it says this, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that way we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another, and to someone else, the, that one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all of these gifts. 
He alone decides which gift each person should have. So in this passage, it's important to to understand the context. In this context, there's a church in this place called Corinth. And Paul had already written them a letter. They were a young church that Paul had set up. They were going through some, some trials. They were going through some challenges. And in this, there's like already been this back and forth dialogue between the church in Corinth and Paul. And so Paul is starting to address these people. And it seems like they're already trying to disqualify each other based on what they do or what they don't do, right, as far as gifting goes. And so at this particular portion of Scripture in chapter 12, Paul is is giving them the the template here, right? Paul is giving them this this flat-out black-and-white instruction about giftings, and what he's saying is, is there's all different types of giftings, and they're all given by the same God. And yes, our service to God can look different and will look different depending on what we do. It's unique to the individual, in other words, but ultimately we serve the same God. And then it says God works in different ways in each person, but it's the same God who does all of the work in each person. And then I love how, how, how he ties it up, verse 11 It is the one and only spirit who distributes all of these gifts, and he alone decides which gift each person should have. It is imperative for us to dig a little bit deeper into what our giftings are. God has hardwired it. It literally says, and Paul outlines this for the the church in Corinth, that he's like, yo, listen, The Holy Spirit decides how to distribute gifts. The Holy Spirit determines what gift you should have or she should have or they should have, right? And so we don't need to go around deciding whose gift is is better or or you know whatever. There's no there's no ranking for this. What we should do instead is is look at what our gifting is and then dig into that, embrace that, maximize that. And I would suggest to you that. That in, in, in discovering what our giftings are or rediscovering them and valuing them, that actually gives to us some important context and information about who we are and who God created us to be and furthermore, what God has called us to do. A lot of the church misses out because we, we put different giftings on, on different pedestals and if, and if our gifting, we don't deem it as, as you know, a gift that is worthy to be used here or a gift that's more visible or more vocal or whatever it is, we, we start to try to force ourselves into doing those things instead of just tapping into how God created us to be with the natural passions and talents and giftings that he's given us, the spiritual giftings that he's given us to operate in. And so for us, it is vitally important when we're talking about, hey, what do we bring to the cookout? What is our dish? What do we contribute? What are we dropping off at the table as people are going around and trying to make a selection here? What is the one thing that we offer? Because we all have that thing. Scripture tells us that God has created us with those things. 
with that purpose, with that identity, with that ability. That doesn't mean that that ability won't have to be cultivated. It doesn't mean that we won't have to seek areas to serve or opportunities to grow in those things. It won't mean that there won't be challenges or different things. We have to learn to supplement those, to steward those those gifts better. But what it does mean is that you and I have a natural inclination for something, and that inclination God himself, by way of the Holy Spirit, has placed in us in order order to do important things in this world where we are, right? And so today, this is less about talking about specific gifts today. And what today is actually meant to be is to, to ask you that question, to get you thinking about that question. What do I bring to the table? Today is, it about, is, is about giving you an encouragement. I want to tell you the truth, but I also want to give you some encouragement because I don't know what anybody has told you and I don't know what you may have told yourself, but, but you, and, and you may have had negative self-talk and devalued your giftings, devalued the things that you feel are your natural spiritual giftings or your talents or the things that you want to operate in. You may have devalued those in yourself because you don't feel like they're important enough. But I want to encourage you and I want to tell you the truth that they are important, that they are given to you for a reason. The Holy Spirit himself has decided what gift you should have. So it is deliberate and intentional that you are who you are and that you have what you have and you're gifted the way that you are gifted. And it is vital for you to discover that or rediscover that today In order to get a fuller, more vibrant picture of who God has created you you to be. And this is the perfect time to discover it or rediscover it. I want to give you a real example uh, from a family that goes to our church here of kind of what I'm talking about, discovering your gift, uh, no matter how unique it may be. This family of the the Agazio family, Carrie and Darren, that's mom and dad, they have uh, Two kids that go here. They're not kids. They're teenagers, but they're their kids. Gabby and Riley, whole family is a super dope family. And I met them actually while I was youth pastoring. I was youth pastoring at a different church not too far from here. Gabby and Riley were in my youth group. And I really got close with their family because I was throwing these events, right? Like as a youth pastor, you do like these themed events or, you know, different things to to generate excitement within your group. And so we would have like a Pop-Tart night where you just get an assortment of Pop-Tarts and have toasters everywhere and let the kids go in on some Pop-Tarts. Or we'd have a cereal bar night where we just have a bunch of tables full of varieties of cereal out and and milk everywhere and bowls and spoons and just let the let the students just go ham on some cereal, right? Like... We, we would do these things, and, and I actually got more acquainted with Darren and Carrie through this because uh, I remember I was doing one of these theme nights, and Carrie actually came to me, saw it when she was dropping off Gabby and Riley, and she's like, hey, the next time you do this, let me know because I have some great ideas how we can make this better. And so she she came into a situation, observed it, and then approached me and initiated ways that she could improve what was going on. And so I was like, okay, cool, bet, like, we'll do that. And so uh, the next time, you know, it would come around, my, my wife would remind me, hey, you should reach out to Carrie, reach out to Darren, you know, see if you need help or let them know what you're thinking. And sure enough, when, when I would do that, 
Darren and Carrie would come through and I mean, it would just make everything I was doing that much better. When my wife was doing VBS programs, we tell them about it and Darren would show up with all of his tools and help be helping us build set, you know, props and all that. Carrie would show up and she'd have a thousand different ideas for snack time and craft time. And, you know, just, they just went above and beyond their gifting was being able to hear your vision or, you know, interpret a mental picture that you laid out for them and bring it to life. But not only bring it to life, take it to the next level, like really knock it out the park. And, and that's, that's an extraordinary gift. That's a rare gift to have somebody that can hear the vision of somebody else and, and embrace it fully with the same amount, if not more sometimes of passion, right? Of, of initiative of, you know, getting it done and then do it not only the right way, but even better than you probably would have imagined it. And I, I'm, I'm talking about this specifically because there was, there was one point in time where Carrie was just helping a lot. Like there was a lot that she was just showing up for and really just crushing it, killing it. And, and I started to feel bad and I, ended up doing, you know, one of these theme nights or something. I didn't tell her about it. She found out when she was picking up Gabby and Riley and she came to me and she's like, uh, excuse me, why, why wouldn't you tell me you were doing this? And I'm like, oh, come on. Like, you know, you've, you've done the past, you know, handful of them and, you know, it's gotta be getting like tiring or, you know, I know you work, I know you're doing all this. Stuff. And I was giving her all these reasons why I wasn't asking her. And, and I'll never forget it. She told me, she said, you know, like, like you, I love to do this. Like this isn't this isn't hard for me and it's not taxing on me. It doesn't drain me. It actually like energizes me. This is what I love to do. I love to make this stuff happen. And I you know, we had a back and forth for a moment. I don't even know if she remembers this. And I remember saying to her like, "Well, you know, I just don't want it to be like a bother or be too much on you." And she was like, "No, like you it sounds like, you know, you're being thoughtful, you're trying to help, but really it's it's taking away my opportunity to do what I love to do. You're in other words, you're taking my opportunity to use my gift. And it's so important because when we're able to operate, I say it all the time. If you if you know me or we've spent time around each other and we, you know, we get on the right topic, I say it all the time is that it's better for you to 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 leave something that you're not fully passionate about or committed to and and, it, and it's kind of hard to transition out of things or to find a new thing right and to accept that or to part with that current thing but that's it's much better for you to do that and find what really is your thing to to be able to get into a, a situation where you can really dig in and embrace your giftings and your spiritual gifts and your talents because once you do that you're going to be you're going to be uh, doing a lot more things you're going to be initiating a lot more things you're going to be proactive about using your gift and yeah you you you're going to need to rest like that's the natural flow of things you need to rest you need to take care of yourself but it's not going to be life sucking it's going to be life giving to you it's going to rejuvenate you it's going to refresh you it's not going to burn you out because then you're going to be tapping into the purpose that God has put inside of you, the gifting that he's put inside of you in order to pursue that. It is vitally important to who we are as people and our identity in Jesus that we discover the things that he has created us and gifted us to do. 
because that allows us to grasp, grasp more of God's work in us and also helps us to appreciate the things that the Holy Spirit has decided to gift us with. We won't be looking at, at somebody else's gift or somebody else's social media or media or, or what other people are doing. We won't be wishing we could sing or wishing we could play the drums or wishing we could do this or wishing we could do that because we'll be more excited and passionate and we'll take more pride in a good way, pride in the dish that we can create because only we can create it. Not not pride in the sense of look at what I can do, but but boasting in the Lord, as scripture would say, look what God gifted me to do. Look at how God created, put these things in me because they bring me joy and they bring him glory. The Holy Spirit has purposely, intentionally, deliberately decided to gift you with the things that he has gifted you with, to put that recipe, if you will, inside of you to get the right flavor mix, to get the right seasonings in your personality, your characteristics, your preferences, your upbringing, your background, the right, the right melody of ingredients. So that way you could produce a dish that only you could bring to the cookout. So my question for you today is, what is it? What do you find yourself excited about? What brings you to a place of recognizing God's presence in your life when you do it and you just feel so blessed, you feel so loved, you feel, you feel God's presence literally coming through? Maybe you feel rejuvenated, excited. Whatever it is, let me encourage you, let me challenge you to press into that more, to rediscover that today. Because that is, that is directly linked to the purpose and the identity that God has given us. Now, let me be clear on this. It's not that your productivity is linked to your identity or your purpose or your value. Right? So like your gifting, your talents, those things can, can you can leverage those things to be productive. But the productivity side of it is not what God is in it for. God is not looking to, to, to see how valuable you are based off of how productive you are. God is not a CEO of, of, a, of a major corporate organization looking to get results out of you. God is in it for souls and for relationship and for hearts, and, 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 and that includes yours as you seek him as you live into that purpose. But your gifts and talents can be great road signs that point you deeper into that thing that God has called you to do and made you to be able to do that nobody else can. So what is it? What is your dish? What's your recipe? Mine's empanadas. Maybe somebody else's is brownies, right? Maybe I, we got a couple that, that when we do like church lunches and all that, they bring like Brussels sprouts that they season a certain way and put like a dressing on, right? Like 
what is your dish? What is your gift? What do you bring to the table that only you can bring to the table? Spend some time today in prayer and worship and self-reflection and ask God to show you what that is. Maybe you already know what it is, but you've been running from it. Or maybe you've devalued it because you just don't see it as important as other people's. I want to encourage you today. Pick it back up. Rediscover it. Maybe you don't need to ask Jesus to, to show you what it is because you know what it is. Maybe the prayers that you ask Jesus to get you excited about it, to bring you opportunities and open doors to utilize that gift more, for that gift to come alive to you again. Whatever it is, Welcome to the cookout. What are you bringing? Let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love us so much that you invited us to this grand, great, huge cookout called life where there's people from all walks of life mingling and laughing and talking and engaging and musics from different bodios, from different places playing Melodies being sung from all over the place. And Lord, that the table that we meet to commune at, your table is full of different things. The menu items are in large variety. And Jesus, the, the same way that that is, you created us as people in such large variety that, that God, there's literally, I believe, innumerable gifts and Jesus, all of them are important to you because we're important to you. And I believe that our gifts do not, do not dictate or gauge how valuable we are, but our gifts do show us a glimpse of what you've created us for, how you've hardwired us, and what you've called us to. God, today, as we ask ourselves, what do we bring to the table? What do we bring to the cookout? I pray you show us that. And God, if we know and Maybe we've been running from it or avoiding it. Jesus, I pray that you would recenter us, refocus us, help us to see those things with value. Give us opportunities to serve in those more, to grow in those more. Jesus, for our good, for our joy, but God, ultimately for your glory. I pray it, Jesus, and I ask it in your name. Amen. Hey, thanks again for tuning in to the Santos Church Podcast. We hope that you were blessed by what you heard today and that it moves you towards action and greater faith in Jesus. If you'd like to connect with us more, you can find us online at santoschurch.org. And that's also a great place to give if you'd like to contribute to the ministry and our mission here in Southwest Detroit. If you're on Instagram, you can connect with us at Santos Detroit or Facebook, and it's facebook.com slash Santos Church Detroit. If you find yourself in the Detroit area, we'd love to have you in person Sunday mornings at 11, 1953 Military Street. Either way, hablamos pronto. We'll talk to you soon.